Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. This season is all about intentional comfort, and we'll be taking a look at the crossroads of the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring more comfort and joy to your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 307 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I am really excited to have guest Tammy Hackbarth back for a second time. Of course, she is the host of a 100% guilt-free self-care podcast, and she runs a very successful coaching business where she works with women to help them define and follow up with self-care, taking care of themselves, and she really is such a joy. As you know, this season is all about intentional comfort. So we're talking about how to find intentional comfort through taking care of the unsexy, unfun, deferred maintenance type things that all of us put off doing, you know, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our health. It's been so easy to let all of that fall to the wayside, especially during this pandemic. And we have lots of ideas on how to get back on top of that. So I cannot wait to share that interview with you. Before we get to that, I want to wish you a very warm welcome and say I am so glad that you are here at Jumpstart Your Joy. If you're new, I'm glad that you found the show. Of course, Jumpstart Your Joy started in 2015. It's been around a while. And if you want to find out more about me or the show, you can learn everything you need to know over at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. You'll find the show notes for this episode there, um, along with links to the last time that Tammy was on the show and how to find her podcast, all of that in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure that you sign up for my newsletter where you'll get information each week about the new episodes as they drop. And you can also buy my book there, which is Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle. And you'll find a link right there at the top that says book, and you can purchase it right there from the website. So I am so excited to share this interview with Tammy Hackbarth with you. In this episode, we are going to talk about how we can approach what she calls deferred maintenance. It's also her year-long program, which you can sign up for. I've taken it. It's amazing. But the gist of it is this. There are so many things that we just leave unattended in our lives, and they can cause problems when they are not addressed. Uh, You know, the bits of advice that we get from doctors, knowing we need more sleep, which was one of my things, (laughs) and basically just taking care of ourselves uh, so that we have the energy and the ability to handle whatever life throws our way. We also talk about self-care, some of our favorite shows. (laughs) There's a lot of fun things in this episode. And you'll also hear about how I recently fell down holding a bunch of folded napkins, which made me laugh so hard when I went back to re-edit it. I know you're just going to love this. So welcome to the show, Tammy Hackbarth. I'm so excited to be back. Yay for 2020 self-care. Yes. And all the guilt freeze. Yes. I'm excited to have this conversation. So I would love for you to tell me something that's kind of bringing you joy right now in the middle of January of 2022. Okay. Studio effects on Zoom where you can do eyebrows and lipstick. Hilarious. You can add facial hair. That was an unexpected joy. A client of mine showed up on Zoom. This adorable woman with this super chic pixie cut shows up and she also has very on-trend bushy brows that don't actually live on her face as well as a goatee and so but we spent 10 minutes laughing because neither one of us knew how to take these off and i realized 
wow, unexpected laughing mm-hmm. brings me joy. Yeah. And it kind of feels like it's in short order. Like where, where are all these pockets of me laughing? Right. So that was a, that was a good surprise. That was yesterday. Another thing bringing me joy is spending time outside over the, that weird, what do we call the week between Christmas and New Year's? It needs a name, right? Like it totally needs, and I don't know what that name should be. Neverland. Like who am I? Well, like it, the, I don't know. The Abyss. During the Abyss, I discovered an account on Instagram called 1000 Hours Outside. And I thought, my God, I love a project. And you know me well enough to know that I don't actually care if I get a thousand hours, right? Like if if I don't get to a thousand hours, that is not going to break my heart. What I'm looking for when I see that audacious goal is, oh shit, I should probably go outside more. And so since then, this was, again, during the abyss. So I, I hate starting things on January 1st. I like to start them either in the fall, the well-defined fall, or what I call New Year's, which is Lunar New Year. I don't start anything in January because it's too much pressure for January. So, but I have been having, sipping my morning beverage out of my front porch, wearing my robe and my pajamas, and it doesn't matter how cold it is. Mm. And I'm doing this as like a check-in with a friend who lives in the Midwest. And so every morning we take a photo, like a selfie of us with our warm beverage somewhere where we're enjoying the outdoors. And we always do a uh, temperature check-in and we always giggle that hers is like 40 degrees colder than mine, but we're doing it. And it's meant for kids, but let's be real. We are all toddlers with driver's licenses. I need it as a reminder that this is something that really helps with my mental health. And then the third thing that's bringing me joy, and I know that we did talk about this in our our last episode, and that is I've been swimming. Yes. All of 2021, a very generous friend has said, please come to my pool. And you're thinking, it's January, how generous is this? It's heated to 94 degrees. So I have been swimming outdoors in 94 degree water and it's a swim spa. So it's that thing where it's like a jet pushing on your head and you're swimming to, it's like the treadmill of swimming. And I have never in my life felt more supported in the water than being in this like warm tub and her yard is gorgeous. It's all these old trees and bamboo and it's very secluded and looks like a resort. And so that's where I've been spending a lot of my days during the last year. Absolutely been so healing and so like, God, I didn't even know I needed this until I got it. And I was like, Ooh, I hope everybody finds that, that thing that they're like, Oh, that that really scratched an itch. I was unaware I had. Yes. Yeah. I like that a lot. One of my unexpected joys last night, we've been watching Cobra Kai. We're starting from the beginning, which is a very good show. If you haven't seen it, clearly Karate Kid. I think we're in season two, but the title of the show was Glory of Love. And of course, this is a Peter Cetera song. I didn't actually realize it was in the second movie until I like re-looked it up. So I decided it was time for karaoke. Of course, I have a lot of microphones in my house, and yet I went and got the ladle from our kitchen, and I'm singing it 
and my family was not amused. <laughs> oh, which is that not just I my, was amused. Does that not ratchet up the amusement for yourself if your family's not amused? Yes. <laughs> because the cheesing did not I stop. Person where I'm like, oh, is this annoying you, embarrassing you? She just I said, can sing louder. Okay, I can do that. So that was my unexpected joy. I like that. And you can hear that my last guest actually recommend watching Ted Lasso. Also amazing if you haven't seen it. I've never seen Karate Kid. What? Or Karate Kid too. I know it's so weird because I am at the perfect age. Did that come out in 1986? I, th I think right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I was in high school. So I was the target demo. I don't know how I missed that. But again, it's it's one of those things that has become part of our cultural lexicon. Like I know wax on, like, wax off. And like office space. And you know, like all this, <laughs> yes. like I know all that. Yeah. And yet have never seen it. So maybe I will see it just to get caught up on my 35 year old pop culture. And Ted Lasso is on my list. We are not currently subscribers to that platform. Yes. However, I need to be very strategic in that I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. So I need to be like, I got to put it on my calendar <laughs> so that I can be like, and this is the time where you're watching this show yeah. that will be medicine for your soul. Right. Do you know what I mean? And again, this is not me being like, I'm better than everyone because I don't watch TV. No. No, that is not it at all. It's I'm doing other things at this particular moment. Don't worry, I'll catch up. Maybe after all the hoopla's died out down, because I also like to wait till people stop talking about things to then years later come back and go, oh my God, that, you were right. You yes. were totally right that everyone thought that was the best show ever but I had to wait a few years to watch it. Sometimes I, I like to, to be a late adopter. I like it too. And Felicity was that way for me. I did not watch it when it came out. I watched it and it was, it was like, and this ties in so perfectly to where we'll jump as far as intentional comfort. Like I allowed myself to watch that show episode after episode. And I'll admit, I don't remember. I have a weird gift, we might say. Of I don't actually remember things if I've watched them. I don't remember them well. Like I could sit down. I think I watched The Notebook, unfortunately, like three times. And then the third time realized I've seen this too many times already. I don't need to see it again. But the intentional comfort of setting down the time, putting down the phone, reveling in the mastery of Felicity or Ted Lasso, that is where the magic is. <laughs> now, in the season, I am focusing on intentional comfort. And part of that for me, I put intentional in front of the word comfort because I don't want this to be a discussion of how do we just kind of become comfortable. And so how do we find a space? It's basically another word really for self-care, right? I mean, like how do we start to take care of ourselves even though these times are weird and hard and everything uncertain. seems to- Uncertain. Uncertain, yes. Uncertain. And, and just so if you are somebody that's like, oh shit, that's what I've been feeling all this time. Yeah. And you know who hates uncertainty? Me. Humans. Humans hate uncertainty, which is why we are like, but just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And then I'll have the outcome. That's not how life works. Like that's why we try to control stuff. So one of the things that I do, I like to control the things I actually can control. Mm -hmm. So here's some good news, bad news. And it, and it truly is that we 
are in charge of a lot when it comes to how we feel. Yeah. We are in charge a lot in how we age. So in the olden days, i.e. in our lifetime, hi Gen Xer, not that long ago, people, and when I say people or they, I mean scientists believed, because that was what the data was showing them, is that A, your brain was fully formed and that like that whole, you can't teach old dogs new tricks thing. That turns out that's bullshit. Neuroplasticity says we can, we can learn things from birth to death. We just learn them really fast when we're little and our brains are like, please form me and tell me the things, right? So neuroplasticity, we, we can change over time. We can learn over time. And it used to be believed that genetics played a big role in your eventual longevity and health. And then over the last few decades, they're like, actually, genetics only plays about 20%. So that like playing the playing the cards you were dealt, you're like, wait, only 20% of my cards are like for real? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, that means I'm in rest. I'm in charge of the rest of the 80% of the cards. Yeah. Me? With my behavior? What? And so that's the good news, bad news. If you want to control something, people, we can do a lot to help our mental health. And here's the part where it really sucks. It's all that unsexy shit that your doctor told you about, that your mom told you about. Not that your doctor or your mom is actually doing it either, but it's it's like sleep. Guys, sleep, like the real kind, like for seven to nine hours, 365 days a year. That's a thing that we can really control. Mm -hmm. uh, and by control, I mean surrender <laughs> into after we do all these other behaviors that allow us to sleep, eating vegetables and fruit. I know it's crazy. As my daughter likes to call, my daughter's 11 and she is very observant. I have been hit with a, ra a, a rash of stomach aches over the last few years and she's been really been witness to them. And it, it will always be me moaning and she'll be like, well, mama, what did you eat? And I'll tell her and she's like, you can't eat like a teenager. You're not a teenager mm -hmm. anymore. And I'm like, and then this is my favorite. When are you going to learn that you can't do that anymore? And I'm like, maybe today, maybe I'll have to test that again. Right. So it's all these things, good news, bad news. We control the future senior citizen that we become to a big degree. Um, we can do small daily habits. I know it's unsexy shit, guys, but it's true. All of those little small things that we do daily really contribute to our mental health, our physical health, our sense of well being, all that shit. And I'm like, you mean I have to do it? And thems is the breaks, people. Thems yeah. is the breaks. We we control a lot of it. Are there outside factors that get in the way of being able to do things? You bet. And it's one of those, and then we have to overcome those hurdles as well because no one can do it for us. Yeah. 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 The good news, bad news, sobering midlife mm. thought. Well, <laughs> fight me on midlife i'm like i'm gonna be 52. literally no one in my family has lived to be over 100. i might be more than midlife yeah right because i think there's a lot of like i'm never gonna get old i'm never gonna do these things i'm like well it's not here nor there what i'm trying to do right now in my early 50s is look down i have befriended my mid-70s self hmm. and i always think what am i going to do today that it's going to help her rock this shit out of her senior citizenry 
So I'm going to work on my mobility so that I can stay independent. I'm going to work on my flexibility so that I can stay independent. I'm going to work on my strength so that I can what? Stay independent. I'm going to work on all of these things now because we don't build senior citizens when we get to be senior citizens. We build them when we think that we're not senior citizens <laughs> or in midlife, right? And I have tested this theory because I don't know if you know this because I was I believed I was not human for a long time. I don't know what the hell I thought I was, but women lose female bodies, lose uh, muscle mass at quite a rapid rate starting between age 30 and 35. Hmm. And as somebody who was really strong for my whole life, in my mid-40s, I kicked up into a handstand because as one does when they're a yoga teacher, kicked up into a handstand and then collapsed on my head and was like, what the hell is happening here? And I realized in my mid-40s, oh shit, I forgot to do strength training this whole time. So I had lost strength that I had always had. And so if you're listening to this now and you're over 30, it's time to start strength training. Doesn't have to be fancy, but it does have to be consistent because you, the longer you wait, the more you're like, oh shit, I'm rebuilding this airplane while I'm in the air. And that's pretty stressful. So true. I've even noticed in the last few months, maybe it's because yeah, no one's, well, I'm personally not like working out, but like yesterday I managed I managed to fall like an old lady falls. Like I was moving with our, we have fabric napkins that I have folded. Also, evidently, maybe that's some sort of ancient trait. (laughs) I'm really sharing how I cannot remember anything. And I fall constantly here and use fabric napkins. (laughs) Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. Anyway, fall, epic. The next show (laughs) will be me looking into old folks' homes. No, no. Anyway, for myself. So- <laughs> My parents don't need to go. I'm the one that's falling. I'm, I'm going to. But so I fall, epic fall, like kind of twist the ankle, don't somehow let go of the napkins because they're folded. And then like land on my side. And I'm like, and it was slow motion in your head, kind of. And I'm like, what was this? I bet some of it it's total loss of muscle mass. Like I just could not even control myself which made me feel ancient and caused me to later sing into a ladle. I'm sure I'm fine. Nothing hurts today. Thank heavens. Thank you for the reset on this because I do feel like there's something in there, which is like, how do I, how do I recover and like get back on the right path here? Because it's not like, this isn't going to just magically get better. I need some strength training. (laughs) Oh my God. And I have to tell you, I've had this conversation with one of my my friends who is, uh, she's a movement specialist and sure. she works with women in midlife. And I, we keep, we keep laughing and I'm like, the future's coming for you. The future. I was like, I want you to start a podcast. And the name is the future is coming for you. Mm-hmm. This is the thing we are. I don't know about you, but no one is more surprised about me being in my fifties than me. So I'm like, if I can be this surprised in my fifties, imagine how surprised I could be in my seventies when I'm like, what, what was I doing during all of that time for this big buildup yeah. of me being this future me. And I, in, early in my coaching program, we did a future me meditation 
And if y'all haven't done a future me meditation, I like wept with how awesome I'm going to be in the future. But other people were like, oh my God. And I was like, no, we got to make peace with our future senior citizen. And she's badass. Mm -hmm. Like she's got it on. I'm like, oh, I better get it together so I can be her someday. Yeah. Right. My future senior citizen is going to be really flexible and strong have a daily yoga practice, not at a studio, but on my own, where I could be like, what does this body need today to feel good, to feel not in pain? Because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I have, I'm like, why does my this hurt? Why does my that hurt? I didn't do anything, but here we are. Uh-oh, I can't get off the floor. But all of these things, like, I need to build her in the present. Well, and I think it's an interesting thing because there's not an intentional shift between, like, mid twenties into thirties into forties. Like we don't intentionally realize or think about, wait, maybe I need to take care of myself differently. And, and kind of like you're saying about even what you're choosing to eat that. I mean, I know a little too well that I can't do gluten. I can't do fructose, major fructose intolerance. And so that was like a great amount of investigation around what is causing this, but I didn't get there until kind of the Liz Gilbert, like we don't make a change until we're tired of our own bullshit thing. Like I couldn't function anymore. So I'm like, I got to figure this out. But I, I love what you're saying about this. Like, how do we make it the intentional shift now to take care of those pieces before it becomes the moment where we're like, I just fell down and I can't, I literally can't get up. Whatever that is, literally me with the, the napkins <laughs> or the figurative fall down and I can't get up because I, I haven't enabled myself to be that person yet. Right. But here's the other thing, you know, that I have a program called deferred maintenance, which I love. Somebody was like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I'll tell you the original story behind just how I came into even knowing what the hell deferred maintenance was. Yeah. Picture this. It's 1999 and young Tammy is going to buy a house. Also a surprise to her because she grows up in California doesn't think this is possible, but long story short, she moved somewhere less expensive where she grew up and was like, this is a thing. Okay. So we do all the paperwork and the, this and the, that, and then we are like, let's go find us a house. And we looked at dozens of houses. None of them struck our fancy until the one that I'm sitting in right now. The good news is we bought the house. The bad news is when we walked up to the house, I looked up and and there, you know, we have gutters on our house and there were plants, weeds, if you will, plants where you did not intend them to be otherwise known as weeds were growing in the gutters. And I thought, who doesn't clean their gutters? Like who leaves that? Yeah. Then we go in the house and we're like, this project is unfinished. Who does that? Because I used to tell you, judgy Janet over here uh, in her 20s was like, what is wrong with these people? Why are they taking care of their shit? Well, it comes to find out these people, hi, Marilyn, and your lovely spouse. It turns out these people, they had children between three and five years old. <laughs> they had two of them. Yeah. Both parents had very, very big full-time jobs. And they simply were like, is it on fire right this second? Is that going to kill my kid? Is that going to bring in money? No, no, no. Okay, well, then we will kick the can down the road. Right. And I feel like as a culture, <laughs> we all are like, I have tomorrow. I'll catch up with that unpleasant thing that I don't want to do tomorrow. For sure. 
funny thing, I judgy Janet about the things. My husband said to me literally yesterday, oh, I hired a guy to come and clean the gutters. And I was like, huh. I was like, I can't remember the last time we did that. Right. He's like, I can't either, which is a good sign that you need to get somebody in to do it. And I was like, it hasn't been as long as we've been parents. He's like, but we're certainly not cleaning them every year like we did when we weren't parents. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how much deferred maintenance? He's like, I don't know. We've got a gate put in summer 2020. Still not painted. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So if we all embrace that there perhaps are some non-negotiable things <laughs> that we need to do, like strength training, it's like, it's not here nor there if we want to do these things. You don't want to floss your teeth. You don't want to go to the dentist. You don't want to get a mammogram. You don't want to get your shingles vaccine. P.S. All of these things I've done except go to the dentist. I'm still working on that. A little dental phobia. But like nobody's like, you know what I should do today? I should go to the gynecologist. Except here's the thing. When you're on that regular schedule of unsexy shit, they find your cancer early. Right. So the point is this. In your 20s, I feel like you can totally phone shit in. Agreed. For the most part, right? Like you can drink all night, take a shower and go to work. <laughs> you can be hungover, have a sip of champagne, put on some lipstick and go out again. And then every moment after your mid-20s, your body's like, yeah. you still trying to cash that check? <laughs> You're overdrawn, friend. <laughs> right. Right? So. Well, and noticing these things in the moment, it's, it's that whole thing of, it might be uncomfortable momentarily when you're like, I think I need to call my doctor or I think I need to schedule in, in my case, perhaps I just need to go on some walks. Maybe I need to do some upper body strength training. That doesn't sound fun to me, but it's like getting through that discomfort to then have like strong arms or have the, either the confirmation. Yes. From a doctor, there's something wrong or even better, the confirmation, you don't have anything to worry about. Everything's clear. I think we get so hung up on the not knowing and that that fear of the unknown that it will put us like right into the place where we're dead in the water on it. And then we don't make any next steps. And then it is always uncomfortable. And, and the thing that I love about it is that on the other side of it, once you've gotten the confirmation or now you have strong arms, now there's great comfort. Like, I can catch myself if I fall, whatever that fall is again. I love that this worked so well for this conversation. Thank God I fell yesterday. Right. But there's also that like, so what if you get the diagnosis? Yeah. Well, now you have information that now you can make that next educated sure. decision about what your options are versus swimming around in your anxiety or your denial. I feel like they're the same. They feel the same in my body. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting option. Which is like, you will be waking up at 4 a.m. to worry about this. Yeah. Because I, my brain's like, so anyway, it's 4 a.m. Let's get up and worry about shit that you totally have control over that you're avoiding. Like, mm. I just want to sleep. The other thing that you get, oh, I'm just going to talk for myself. I don't know what you get. But when I do boring ass shit, like strength training for 15 minutes, I think, I've won the day. I am clearly a superior human because I have overcome 
the resistance to the bullshit yeah. about like, I need to maintain this ish in this <laughs> boring way. And I, I get a very deep sense of accomplishment and like, I can do anything because I did weight training for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. It's, it, there is a sense of that. Like if I'll just take the dog for a walk because other, otherwise he tends to get up in the night, he's waking everyone up. If we go for the 10, 20 minute walk, he is also mellowed. So I got to believe, I mean, he doesn't know, oh, I'm restless. I want to go on a walk. Like I, I believe there's something in us that's maybe more biologically wired that like when we do the thing, it helps our bodies just calm down because they've released some of that. We've gotten out of the house. We've shifted the energy. Like everybody feels a little bit better. So yeah. Yeah. And I've been practicing this movement thing much more regularly since I became a parent mm. because we are an adoptive family. And my daughter came to us almost at a year old and she would not take a nap unless we went outside and moved our bodies. Oh, wow. Ask me how I know this. It was a struggle. It was terrible. And you know about babies, if they don't take their nap, then they're like, you know what? I don't sleep anymore. Right. You know what we should do? I'm a jerk, but I'm awake. And so are you. And so it was that thing where I was like, oh, did you say we're going to the park at 7 a.m., 365 days a year for the first three years of your life? Off we go. We are. Yes. Off we go. And I'm going to walk there, push you in the stroller. I yeah. wish I could make up different rules about how bodies worked. I also have recently fallen. I tripped over my own foot and fell into my stove. So oh. glad it wasn't on. Yeah. And I was by myself and I'm like, but I did have, I was like, oh my God, cue the future's coming for me. It's like, take all things out of your path, old lady, right. to get together. And I realized there was nothing in my path and I tripped over my own foot. But like, when was the last time that you're like, I'm going to be, what do they call it? Uh, consciously incompetent at something yeah. and then getting all the way through that process to consciously competent. By the way, there's a lot of steps between, I don't know anything, how to do this. And now I'm proficient and I don't even have to think about it. Right. There are. And you know what? This we get meta. out of doing that as a grown-up. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'll leave this in there for the, for the YouTube version of this video editing. Here's, here's a huge place where should I admit this in public? Who knows? But so some of the client work I do is with clients that have videos that they put on YouTube. I have an editor that helps me with that. I felt for a long time, like, I'm like, I want to do that. Like I want to, I want to know how, well, you know, the only way to do it is to start. <laughs> so hi, we're on YouTube with this. And is it perfect? No, but am I learning something new just by getting hands-on with it every time? Yes. And you know what? It is not that hard. I, I think that's the thing too, is that fear will tell us this is going to be hard, even, whether this is attending to deferred maintenance or this is learning the new skill, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Your brain's like hard, you are terrible. <laughs> that will kill you. Do not change anything. Yes. And you're like, my brain doesn't tell me that. It's like, I bet you it does. It How, does. Let's try this on for size. Who are you to do that? Or... You're Get out of my head, Tammy Hackworth. You're too whatever, or what does it matter anyway? It's like, yeah, I'm just telling you fear, procrastination, perfectionism. 
it's all the same shit, which is your brain is like, you are terrible. Everyone has their shit together, but you. Not true. Totally not true because no one has their shit together. Yeah. No one has their shit together. Some people have better habits that we can agree on. And you can develop a new habit. (laughs) You can develop better habits too. You could be on YouTube. You could do strength training. I feel like we have just entered the perfect segue into really, which was one of my, the favorite parts of 2021 for me, because Miss Tammy Hackbarth here leads the deferred maintenance program, which is now an entire year, which I cannot even imagine in, in the best of ways, how amazing that would be to be so immersive into, you know, facing some of these fears breaking them down and realizing you can do this stuff. I mean, you guys can go back. I will link this one up in the show notes. I literally tackled the not sleeping issue for myself to this day. Okay. So I got bad again, come clean in December, got a little off the rails. I am now back to being someone who is sleeping as much as I can working on it still. But I think the way that you introduce all this stuff, Tammy is so magical because it's this Hey, we all got stuff we got to work on. So let's, let's do it together. Do you want to, will you give us your insights on what is deferred maintenance? How do you approach it? So the first module is all about mindset, which is just so we're clear. And I know we all do this to some degree. We think that we can bully ourselves into being better. Like if I am super rigid with myself, if I yell at myself when I make mistakes or don't follow through that I'm somehow going to come out of that better and do it perfectly next time. Well, it turns out your brain's like, no, thank you. I think I'll shut down and do nothing instead, right? Who, who's been that person, which is you set a new year's resolution January 1st. And by January, by Martin Luther King day, you're like, what? Eating Cheetos, watching TV. You haven't brushed your hair but you meant to be the flosser marathon runner, right? So so we start with this self-compassion. We start with this whole idea that self-care is not just what we're sold in magazines. We do things like track what we eat, not so that we can shrink our clothing size or our bodies. It's so that they can keep working said earlier about how I need to stop eating like a teenager. I'm never going to tell you what to eat, except we should probably all eat the produce in our homes before it goes bad. Yeah. Like, don't just be an aspirational shopper, but like actually consume it. We need to move our bodies again, not because we're trying to control something. It's so that they keep moving. We're going to build in quiet white space. And everyone's like, I don't even know what that is. Mm. It's called meditation, friends. It's called meditation. (laughs) We also talk a lot about mental health. We talk about ways that we can increase our longevity through things like lifelong learning. We talk about our relationships with ourselves and other people. We talk about our relationship with the world and how we can have more time and energy to create the world that we want to live in. And people go, damn, I do not have the energy to be creating a better world because I still have laundry to do. I'm like, we all have laundry to do. Mm -hmm. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to do the laundry, then we're going to do the boring self-care that we actually need in order to have that inner energy so that we can be part of creating the world that we want to make better for ourselves and for future generations. So there's actually a big activism part. It's yeah. not required, but everyone becomes somewhat of an activist in deferred maintenance because we are reclaiming our time. We are reclaiming our energy. We're turning this notion that women are competitive assholes to each other. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like yeah. we're using kindness for a tool to create a more kind and just world. Yeah. And we also, this is a fun fact, we read a book a month. We have a private book club. And so we start the year and I'm doing these as bonus workshops for people who join the program. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, I don't know, I don't know her. I don't know if I can do that. I'm also doing these workshops as just, you can do them too. You can buy them on my website. And then if you're like, after you spend some time with me in January, you're like, shit, it turns out I do want to do deferred maintenance. You can apply the cost, the enrollment fee of the workshops to a year of deferred maintenance. So the first workshop is January 10th. It's January's and Monday, or it's Mondays in January. I think we all follow that, but I didn't say it right. You're in review. Yeah. The second workshop is going to be choosing a word of the year, which I always do. Some people are like, oh, that's so fluffy. Great. Then don't do it. What I'm saying is that shit has been absolutely life-changing for me so that I have a focus for a year so that I'm like, oh, remember that year where I said um, I was going to listen? Oh yeah, that's the year I shut up and actually learned a lot more. Uh, remember that year where I said I was going to be connected? Oh, that's right. I went deeper in my relationships with people. I'm like, what was my word this year? In 2021, my word was process because I was going to process my grief. Mm -hmm. I was going to set up systems and processes in my business and my home. My word in 2020 was systems because I was like doing all the things and I've automated a lot. I'll just say that. So then the third workshop is yearly goals. What? Mm -hmm. We're going to That's a good one. We're going to set yearly goals and we're not just going to write them on a pretty piece of paper and then like forget about them. We're going to write yearly goals and then we're going to break them down into either quarters or quintiles. And you're like, what the hell is a quintile? It's a, I believe it's a made up term from Sarah Hart Unger. She's, she has this podcast called Best Laid Plans hmm. and she explains it. And so if you are a parent or a teacher, you understand that quarters don't make sense when you have a student. You're like, what? So it goes, January 1st to spring break, from spring break to the end of the school year. Summer, what the hell do I do with my kids? That is a whole other thing. Then we have what? Back to school, which goes all the way through to Halloween. And then we have like the holidays. The abyss. Well, so we have the holidays and then let's add another one, which is yeah. the abyss at the very end. So we break your goals into like, when do they make sense? When will you have the bandwidth in your schedule, your brain to do them, break them down to monthly, break them down to weekly, break them down to daily so that you can actually meet your goals. I love it. And you ready for this? We check in on them every month and we decide 
do I still want to be married to this piece of shit goal that I decided when I was in January? No, then we just cross it out, we make a new one and we follow that process. So that's the third week of January, the 24th. And then the last week of January, the bonus workshop is vision boards. Again, some people think that is woo woo shit. To which I say, sure, but is it gonna hurt anyone to put pretty pictures somewhere where you're like, you know what I always wanted to do? I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to host a yoga retreat on the California coast. Well, guess what? I put that on my vision board, that I lost my vision board because I literally lost it. Then I found it and it was at, I, I did it. What I like to do is make a vision board and then ignore it and then find it years later and go, oh my yeah. God, I think these things work. It just gets your head around like, these are the things that I would like. And maybe your brain's like, okay, so you saw it. So let's make it happen. Yeah. We're going to acknowledge it and it's going to, we're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. Exactly. It was percolating in the background. So, and then in February, AKA the year of the tiger, Lunar New Year, conveniently on January 31st. Then in February, we start what I like to call the great redo right? Because everybody is so like, I can do it in January. And then again, come mid-January, they're like, what was I doing? And why am I so tired? Because it's winter. It's a transition month. Like people have a lot of January energy and I try not to get their January energy on me because I too could go wholehearted. But I find that my years go a lot better when I rest and transition fully in January. Yes. So then we just will pick up in February. And then when we go through all the modules for the year, mid-year, we will start over and do the modules again, because it's all the stuff that you're like, so when can I be done with my self-care? And the answer is never. Yeah. That it, it's the good news, bad news. Also, if you, that means that you took some time away, had a little hiatus from your thing, you can come back because you're not dead yet. You can just pick it up where you left off. I like that because that is really almost, I mean, that's a big part of a practice is realizing you're going to stray from it and then you come back to it. You have to put it all in context, right? So like yeah, my student was home for 626 days between when the Panini started and when she finally went back to school. Yeah. That's a lot of days. And the moment she went back to school, you know what I did? Hmm. I walked around my house like a chicken with my head cut off. I didn't get dressed. I didn't exercise. I didn't meditate. I didn't do my morning practices because I was like, I got to do all the things that I didn't do the last two years. So I uh, spun around in a circle for weeks. So we're clear I didn't get that much done. And it was really stressful. Also, interestingly enough, the, the season right before that, the back to school season, my daughter didn't get a teacher right. for the first six weeks. So she, I was homeschooling full time and I literally forgot to take all into account this new job I had as teacher of my household. And uh, I was just basically, I was like, why am I so tired? Why am I so short tempered why am i so why do we not have any food on monday what's happening and i realized i forgot to take this new thing into account until weeks later mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is i'm the quote expert in this and i'm like i forgot and got another full-time job and then i got really inefficient once 
that full-time job was taken away from me. And I just spun myself into an anxiety circle of doing basically nothing. Yeah. Then over the winter break from school, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to swim every day, make sure that I'm eating these things called vegetables. But man, this is a constant learning. It's a con- because everything in your life is constantly wiggling around and reshaping and changing and the things on the inside of you, the things on the outside of you, your external circumstances, like your family structure, all of that. And then you have to deal with all the people in your home who are going through the exact same thing, perhaps with a less sophisticated understanding of what they're going through. Yes. Yes. And giving space and grace for that too. I mean, that's like an emotional and energetic journey of your own of like understanding, well, they're not in the same place that I am. They haven't maybe done some of the work that I've done. It's yeah. Putting that in context or they're a child and you couldn't possibly expect that they understand all of this. So they're looking to you or to me for the cues and the guidance. And that's, and they're like, oh, do you say overload your plate and then act like a jerk to everyone you live with? Because that's what you're doing, mom. And you're like, what is, that was not my intention. No. And yet here we are, but I just keep going, oh, you forgot yourself. And I am a jerk when I forget myself. Hmm. Perhaps you are also a jerk when you forget yourself. Yes. And so if we come back to like, okay, well, what are the real basics that I need? Okay. And, but then am I actually phoning them in or am I really doing it? Yeah. Am I actually sleeping? Who knows? Probably not. (laughs) Such a game changer. Yeah. Oh, that one's big. Yeah. There's a whole episode about that. I'll link up to that one too, where I I also mentioned that that you (laughs) and deferred maintenance were a huge, you know, a huge played a huge part in me getting back to that routine. And so thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm glad I could be of service in the, I wanted the sleep army. I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, so if somebody wants to join you for any of those workshops, because this will be out on the 11th, so they could start with you starting, what would that be? The 17th, the 24th, the 31st, or they could just jump in and do deferred maintenance with you. Where can they find it? They can find it at my website, which is Tammy Hackbarth, very clever.com slash deferred dash maintenance, where you'll find all the information and the workshops are going to be. So if, say, if you hear this on the day it comes out and you're like, damn, I missed that one. All the workshops are going to be recorded and kept for you for the entirety of January. So that if you're joining in the later parts of January, you have to miss out on the workshops. They'll be there for you so that you can Set up your year the way you wish to continue your year. I love it. (laughs) And I'll put all those links uh, in the show notes here. And I mean, thank you so much for coming back to you. I mean, this has been such a treat to have you on and I always love our conversation so much. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is, it feels like it's coming home. We're like, we're just some Gen X gals talking about the learning that we get to have over and over and over. It's like, oh, I still yes. have to sleep. I still have to floss. I got to eat my veggies. I still got to eat my veggies. Yogurt. Yeah. It's like, oh, but I thought I did all that. You did. And your prize is you get to do it some more. 
It's a big fat surrender to hopefully living to be a senior citizen. Yeah. And living yeah. well and feeling good for our future yeah. senior citizens. And a play and living a life that feels infused with joy and fulfillment and all of that. So well, thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you. Tammy, thank you so much for coming back again this week. I feel like each of our conversations are so great. And I also have to give you a very special extra thank you because what the audience doesn't realize is we had an episode that got recorded, but due to technical malfunction was not usable. And so Tammy very graciously agreed to come back and rediscuss many of the same topics. I hope that if you've listened to this and you even have an inkling that you might want to sign up for deferred maintenance, I cannot rec- recommend it highly enough. Like this, There's no affiliate code, no nothing here. I took the, her program and loved it. And I know you will get a lot out of it. If you feel like there's some things that you want to tackle around your own self-care this year, please go look up her program. You can find all of the information you need to know in your episode notes, which will be on the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com. Or if you're a follower and listening to this within your podcasting app, you can find it there. Just tap through and you can find the link over to Tammy, her podcast, everything. So next week on the show, I'm really excited to have author William J. Peters joining me. He wrote an amazing book about shared death experiences. Now, of course, I had Sharon Prentice on a couple of seasons ago and she talked about a very profound experience she had when her husband died. The thing that I love with about this episode with William is that I asked him about an experience I had when my grandmother passed away when I was 10 and we get to talk about a shared death experience that I actually had. So I hope you will tune in. It was it was a delightful conversation and I feel like there's a lot to learn from what William has to share. So I hope you'll come on back next week for that conversation. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.